The five concretes, we adopted them after carefully studying how countries in the east of the world had approached issues of development, particularly China under Xiaoping. And these five concretes are as follows. It is the ACT, which is Agriculture, Culture and Tourism. And the decision we took was that uh, mining will become a strategic economic tributary to use in order to build the necessary capital to strengthen our pillar or our concrete of agriculture, culture, and tourism. We also took a decision that the rest of the variables in implementing the first concrete, which is ACT, we will also take them into account. It can be infrastructure, ICT, and many other related uh, variables. So that's the first concrete. The second concrete is VTSD, which is villages, townships, and small dorpies. We simply chose that concrete because when you look at research, it will tell you that there is over-embeddedness of poverty, inequality, and unemployment in the villages the townships, and the small dorpies. So the logical response must be that uh, whatever program you develop has to respond to this embeddedness of poverty, inequality, and unemployment in the villages, the townships, and the small uh, dorpies. As I have said, we were quite conscious of the enormity of the task because one of the things we had to do was to reconfigure all the departments in the province, in exception of the Department of Health. We were reconfiguring these departments based on the concrete analysis of the situation that we had uh, looked at and had arrived at as a, as a province. Now, notwithstanding the challenges that we are facing uh, as a province, the challenges over accumulation of underdevelopment and so on, we can indicate today here that as a province, we are now at 89% in as far as the provision of clean drinking water is concerned. And we hope that going forward, all of us in the province will work together to complete the remaining percentage because our people are entitled to the right of accessing and enjoying clean drinking water. In as far as the provision of electricity is concerned, universally, we are now standing at 92%. As a province, you can go and look at ESCOM, they will give you those particular uh, figures. Now, I'm saying this because in most cases, cases you ladies and gentlemen, you, you don't look at the glass being half full. When you look at the glass, you look at the glass being half empty. Now, this is the work that the African National Congress government has done in the province. We also embarked on a program to make sure that we eradicate uh, the bucket system. And we are happy to indicate that uh, we have uh, fully 100% eradicated the budget system in the province, in line with the resolution of the African National Congress, which says 
where there is formal settlements, we should have eradicated uh, the budget system. Of course, going forward, we are still facing the challenge of uh, informal settlements where we must make sure that we cover the issues of uh, sanitation. Our economy uh, currently in the province is growing just above 2.3%. It was our objective that uh, we must grow the economy at at least 5% by 2019 so that we can adequately respond to the challenges of poverty, inequality, and unemployment. So that becomes a work in, in progress. One of the decisions we took in 2014 was to establish youth entrepreneurship services as a response to the challenges of unemployment as far as young people are concerned. And I'm happy to announce that uh, uh, YES is now scheduled in terms of the requirements of the PFMA. We got that confirmation from National Treasury in January 2018. And I'm saying these things uh, notwithstanding the challenges that we face. We still face problems of infrastructure, of roads. We still face problems of uh, bad audit outcomes in some of the departments and the municipalities. We still face uh, challenges of these low skills base in the province. We also have uh, challenges of a disjuncture between what the economy requires uh, in the province in as far as the provision of the necessary relevant skills uh, are concerned. We also want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that one of the most important resolutions Nazarak took was that the African National Congress must lead society in making sure that at all fronts, we intensify the struggle against greed, crime, and corruption. So that's the resolution of conference. When you look at uh, all the state of the province's addresses that uh, the Premier has made since 2014, we have always emphasized this particular matter. And that ourselves, working with society, led by the African National Congress, working with the private sector, working with all the law enforcement agencies, we must pay attention to this matter of greed, crime, and corruption. You'll also remember that uh, in 2018, in the State of the Province Address, the Premier did make an, an announcement to the effect that uh, taking this matter forward, we are going to be intensifying our relationships with uh, uh, former administrators in government, former politicians in government, and all of us who are currently in the FIFA administration to make sure that we deal with this particular matter so that we are not seen to be paying lip service uh, to it. Now, I have uh, had a discussion with the national leadership and I've indicated to the national leadership that uh, one of the challenges that arose in the province was around this particular matter. And that as one embarks on early retirement from the position of uh, premier in the province, it is uh, my hope, and I know that our leadership is going to do that, that all those issues that were raised in the state of the province address, which center around matters of greed, crime, 
and corruption as part of intensifying at all fronts the struggle against greed, crime and corruption will be attended to. I'll just give a few examples. One is that in the province there are over 5,000 foundations where contractors have been paid over the last 22 years or so and those houses are not there. So one of the things we're going to do is to make sure that we look for the culprits and we attend to the culprits because more often than not it will be said that the African National Congress is the one that misleads people, it is the one that is corrupt, when actually the organization called African National Congress is not a corrupt organization. What we need to do is that uh, those of us who are deployed within the state, we must attend to this particular matter. So people must be, must be getting get their houses. As I say, it's over 5,000 foundations that are there. The second thing will be the incomplete roads projects, which are there, and extremely shocking, shoddy work that has been done around some of the roads uh, in the province. The third thing will be where are the shares of the government in as far as the ownership of Sun City is concerned? Because we had received numerous inquiries to say we had inherited from the apartheid government through the manifestation of the Bob government uh, that particular infrastructure and that ownership of shares. So the question was where are those shares? Where is the transaction? So we try to look for the deposits, you know, into the exchequer account of government, and we didn't find any cent coming in there. So we hope that these matters will continue uh, to be attended to. We also hope, and I've raised this matter with the leadership, that there is a phenomenon of an account in the province called D account. It's an account that has got the relationship with traditional uh, leaders and what accrued to them used to be deposited into that particular account. It was established by the Puputaswana uh, government then. There's been a, a ravaging and an abuse of this particular uh, account. What we did as the FIFA administration was to engage the former public protector. The report was completed and I've asked the leadership to make sure that they follow up on this particular matter of the D account because it's one of the issues that is very thorny uh, in the province. The additional matter also is uh, the continuous appointment of administrators to manage the financial and administrative affairs of traditional leadership in the province. Many of them did not manage those affairs properly and most of the money disappeared under the management of those uh, administrators which were appointed by the provincial government. So it's one of the things that we are going to deal with in implementing the resolution of the ANC of uh, intensifying the struggle at all fronts to deal with matters of greed, crime and corruption. Irregular, fruitless and wasteful expenditure which has accrued over the years and also under the current administration we have asked the leadership to make sure that, that those issues are not swept uh, under, the, under the carpet. Linked to this particular matter is the, the abuse of immovable state assets by former administrators in government. Some of them are former HODs. 
and one of them, SG and, and DSG, is now in the Veterans uh, League. This former HOD stay for free in government houses is now over 12 years. They don't pay uh, uh, money commensurate with what is required in the market, and they are also refusing to leave those particular uh, houses. So this is one of the matters we were going to make sure that uh, we attend to, and the leadership will attend to this particular uh, matter. The disappearance of some of the assets that are owned by, by the government, it can be the Bob Recording Studio, which is now in private hands. We're investigating that particular matter. We hope it will continue to be investigated. Pieces of lands, farms. There was also a case which was open between the third and the fourth administration regarding the issue of uh, wild animals that are owned by government, nothing is moving on that case. We are going to address that particular uh, case. The last example I want to give is uh, the 29 forensic investigations, uh, which uh, 22 are already completed. The fifth administration, over and above the 29, had done five. So I have an assurance from my leadership that uh, this particular matters will be attended to because partly is one of the reasons why we have a bit of uh, quagmire uh, in the province. The other matter which I have requested the leadership to attend to as one goes on necessary early political retirement from position of premier is to investigate this phenomenon which uh, resulted in the looting and the torching of houses destruction of government property in the following areas. Mafikeng, Taung, Kahisanomolopo, Jobetin, and Delareva. This particular five areas. And uh, we will at the right time indicate to the leadership our information with regard to the people who were behind this what is called today the people's demand. Uh, in the province because as far as we are concerned that is nothing else but counter-revolution and counter-revolution when it rests its head revolutionaries must rise to the occasion and attend and thwart the counter-revolution now one of the things that we will have to do going forward is to do sufficient political education of our branches as the first and the last line of defense of the revolution for them to be empowered with this particular information so that they can defend the revolution. Because uh, as far as we are concerned in the province, this was nothing else but uh, counter-revolution. Now, there are two reasons why I'm going on early retirement. The first reason is to say all these investigations that are supposed to take place in the province and are taking place, if they take place in my presence, there will be an accusation that I'm using the office also to protect myself. Because those investigations have to continue. And I'm also accused along the process. So if I continue to stay in the office, and I'm also accused, and at the same time we are dealing with all these all this, uh, 35 forensic investigations, and other additional ones which are going to come. 
it will be very difficult to avoid the accusation that you are abusing the office in order for you to get at your political opponents or to defend yourself. So uh, I then came to the, to the decision that, that I think it will be better for one to, to go on early retirement in as far as this particular matter is concerned. The second reason is that uh, the organization in the province is going to attend to this counter-revolution. And uh, this particular counter-revolution, through the structures of the organization, we will then have to use uh, the might of the organization to attend to this counter-revolution. And if I continue to stay as the premier, when some of the counter-revolutionaries are embedded in a program disguised as a revolutionary council and so on, I will also be accused of using my position in government for self-defense. So one has arrived at a conscious decision, very conscious decision to say we will have to make sure that one is allowed to go on early retirement on this particular matter so that those two processes can go on unhindered and without perceptions of one using the office to either defend himself or get at other people who may be seen to be differing with one politically. Lastly, I just want to indicate that in the province we are going to be working towards unity. We have already started to unify and stabilize the African National Congress and the Alliance Partners to make sure that we renew the organization. We already started with a big match of reconciliation, healing, and renewal to ready ourselves for the elections which are coming in 2019. I also want to take this opportunity to thank the African National Congress for the deployment and for the ANC to agree that one must go on early retirement. And I also just want to say that uh, I do not expect from the organization compensation in the form of uh, a new position elsewhere because the ANC doesn't owe us any positions. When we engage in the revolution, we engage in the revolution as volunteers uh, in the revolution. Lastly, ladies and gentlemen, just know that Supra uh, King Ramueletsi Mahumapi is not a political self-preservation activist. It is the revolution that must come first and the people of South Africa. Other than that, Aluta continue the struggle continues. Kyalabu. And that, of course, uh, Suprama Humapilo announcing his early retirement as Premier of the Northwest Province, as he says, uh, to allow for the various processes that uh, various entities may be embarking on to determine uh, whether some of the allegations made against him are actually valid. Uh, he will step aside in order to give them space to conduct those investigations. And uh, we are now going to just uh, quickly uh, run over to uh, um, Andre Duvenage uh, just to give us uh, some analysis on this particular matter. And um, uh, Mr. Duvenage, thanks so much for your time. Well, um, no, he's not there yet, uh, but we will do is go back to that briefing. Isma Khashule, the Secretary General of the ANC now at the podium.
uh, as the African National Congress. I think it has been a difficult time and period, but the fact that he has offered uh, voluntarily so to come here and say to the ANC, I'm prepared to resign, I think it's, it's a great thing to do as a leader. Thank you very much. DSG. Thank you much, very much. Mine is just to express the expectations we now have, is that the, uh, the government will continue with its work in terms of the Section 101B, uh, conclude that work so that we can have a, a proper reporting structure. Secondly, is to say that uh, we call on all our allies uh, and the ANC to work together to enable us to actually build unity in that, in that province. Uh, we don't want to have unity as a slogan. We need to develop real, true unity. We also um, hope that as Comrade Supra returns to the province um, as a cadre of our movement, that he will lead in a process that establishes unity as a practice, that there will be no uh, recriminations, no uh, deep developing problems that continue to persist. We are a bit concerned about the, 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 the new fourth entrant in our politics, which is the social media, which has been extremely undemocratic, extremely vicious, has no respect for anyone or any particular position. Um, and that is something we can't stop. But we're calling on people to be responsible. Uh, as they make statements, as they, as, they, as they do what they think they're doing as individuals, none of those people represent the voice of the ANC. And this is what um, I would like to, to say. Thank you to Comrade Supra for having taken this step. Uh, it goes a long way towards resolving um, what has become almost a, a, a daily uh, discussion amongst you as journalists. Um, also feeding off what the, uh, the social media says. We think this puts an end to a particular set of issues. Let's move forward. And that's really uh, the plea we are making. Thank you very much. Professor Andre Duvenage from the Northwest University uh, Pochestrom campus joins us on the line now for some analysis on the announcement just made by uh, the former now uh, Northwest uh, Premier Supramahuma Pelo. Professor Duvenage, thanks for your time. Yes, uh, indeed, pleasure talking again. Professor, first and foremost, uh, it, it seems like deja vu. Not only has Supra Mahumapilo uh, threatened to resign before, but also we have this uh, very interesting uh, notion of the language used because he's talking about taking early retirement as opposed to resigning. Should we be reading anything into that? Yes, there's definitely a lot of language play into this. But clearly, it's reflecting a divided ANC. There's no big consensus within the structures of the Northwest ANC with regard to Supra Mohamopelu. I also believe that Mr. Ismach Shule is supporting the candidate of Mr. Mohamopelu. In that sense, it's a bit problematic. They are seeing themselves as still part of a battle. He may lost his position as premier, maybe even temporary, but this is an ongoing battle. So they didn't see this as a final conflict and the end result. They believe they can still continue fighting, taking the process forward, 
And I read this within the bigger context of the rebellion within the structures of the ANC in Northwest, also Free State and KZN, and then also within the context of a strategy to ask for a national general meeting of the ANC somewhere in the future where a group of uh, rebels believe they may get rid of a person like Ramaphosa. So this is all about strategy and tactics. And um, evident also in the decision not to resign as chairperson of the African National Congress in the province, only stepping down as premier. Yes, very interesting, reflecting two centers of power yet again. And uh, in that sense, uh, we are in for conflict. And that is not a good scenario for the ANC and specifically the Ramaphosa leadership. But this is an indication of ongoing conflict and not an attempt to unify the structures within an environment of an upcoming election where the indications are that the support base of the ANC is the lowest since 1994 and they need a consolidated ANC to win the election. My take on this is that Mr. Muamupelu may mobilize against the current structures of the ANC by doing organization and mobilization at the grassroots level from his position as chairperson of the ANC. So also very interesting, uh, this uh, resignation or early retirement comes against the backdrop of an earlier announcement by the Auditor General about uh, the state of uh, municipal finances across the country. And the Northwest not performing very well in that regard. But I thought what was also striking uh, from this press conference was that uh, Supra was almost given the opportunity to announce this on his terms, as it were. Yes, uh, we know there were investigations with regard to the functioning of the province and the bigger context of the state. And we know that the northwest province has serious, serious challenges when it comes to local government. But as you have mentioned, it is by no means unique to the northwest. It's very similar to the Free State, to the Eastern Cape, and many other areas. So I think to motivate a lot of things against Muamopelu, both on basis of dysfunctionality, will be in a way selective, but politics is all about selection. And we know there are troubles, we know there are misconduct, and we know there's corruption in Northwest. But so is the case throughout the country in most other provinces, and hopefully the government of Mr. Ramaphosa can be consistent when they apply rules to all people, all governments, and all provinces. So what next, given uh, that Wendy Nelson is now the acting premier in the Free State, what happens next with regard to the entire administration in that province? Well, uh, they are going to report, according to Section 100 of the Constitution, directly to national government, most probably the cabinet. I'm not precisely sure how the regulations for implementation will be, because this is a bit of new ground we need to cover in uh, the application of uh, Section 100 of the Constitution. But clearly they must report they are losing their formal duties, and basically the whole province is under administration, very similar to what is happening to a local government when a local government structure is under administration.